At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Morning all, and welcome to Sunday Q&A. Um, sorry it's late. I brought a note, I brought a note for me, Mum. It's not, it's the questions. Um, yeah, it's just so full on at the moment. I kind of... I can normally hopefully get done by Friday afternoon, but we couldn't because we had a problem with Harry's truck. And that, hey, you're always on tender hooks all the time. You're kind of like, um, it's very stressful to run a lorry lark, I'll tell you. But I'm getting there, and I think when I get the hang of it, I'll be okay. Um, and we get everything working the way it's supposed to be. It's just me learning how to make things work the way they're supposed to be. But yeah, so that was Friday. Just try, by the time I'd done that, I, I built a barbecue. Got a barbecue from Argos because um, it was cheap, and then realised it had a seven week delivery time on it. Fortunately, weather hasn't been that great, so I haven't really missed much. I just thought, I can't do it, I've got to go and do something mindless. Yeah, it's like Ikea, in it? Put it together, then realise that's in the wrong place, then take it apart and put it back together again. Realise that's in the wrong place. Anyway, um, and then yesterday I was up at the yard all morning, I had to do an inspection and then repair some curtains, and then me and Mark had to work on Harry's truck. Because that was, like I say, I had a problem on Friday. Fortunately, we got it fixed. Otherwise, I'm like, that's off the road for three days. Um, and then we went out for the kids' birthday. And when I came back, I thought, I'll have a rest. So here I am. So this is kind of live. Well, it's not exactly live, but it's Sunday Q&A recording on a Sunday, which is interesting. And, um, yeah, so straight into it. Uh, Shane Hardy says, tell the wife, well done. She hasn't given up. She stopped. Quote from Alan Carr. Yeah, she, you're dead right. She, she's doing that Alan Carr book. She's been she smoked for 30 years. She's been two weeks without a fag now. And she says, no, nah, I've stopped. That's it. Brilliant. So let's just hope it continues. But, um, yeah, very proud of her. Brilliant. But, uh, oh, question of the week. Um, Shiddy said, Pete, what's the most reliable van you've ever had? I think it was the Sprinter. The Mercedes Sprinter. About reliable. There's a lot... We'll go into that one. That might be a, that might be a video on its own right, actually. But um, yeah, we'll see. But I'm, I'm still going to try and get back on this question. I'm still trying. To, the truth of it is, I have time during my week to do kind of some of this stuff to make it easier on myself. But I don't. So anyway, you don't. Not about you don't matter. What's more important, the shed office. <laughs> I've migrated outside. The migration is continuing. Um, we did the video recently because I'm making too much noise in here because it's kind of open plan. So we're, we're converting the shed into a shed office or the stuffish, the stuffish, the Um So Simon Paul Greenwood says the shipping shed. Of course, it's the shipping shed. It's not the stuffish. What on earth is it? What a ridiculous phrase that is. I mean, it doesn't. What doesn't mean? Doesn't, does it mean anything? Is, it, is, is that a word? Is that really a word? No, it's not. So we're in the shipping shed now. So that's, you know, I might get my father-in-law to make me a little sort of wooden plaque. He does that. I used to do them. The shipping shed. Uh, yeah, so the, the shipping shed. London creator said, oh dear, the jokes haven't improved. He said, surely the shed office needs a moco touch. Because the kids in here are designer. Yeah, the, the, she wants to rebuild me a new shed. She's contacted being acute to say, if you want to deliver us a home office, we'll build it and do videos about it. 
it's not beyond the realms of impossibility. People started sending her stuff, but I don't know if she's that big yet, you know, sort of. Um, so plus, and keep going and carry on signing there. Yeah, that would be very handy, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, see, another of oh, because we're doing the screen recording thing. Another advantage of the Mac, all screen recordings and the like are installed in your computer. No need for apps or anything. Yeah, but the Macs are really expensive. <laughs> so I can buy the £200, £250 Windows computer and then spend 20 quid on a screen recorder, or I can buy the £700 Mac and then get the built-in screen recorder. Female economics, that one, isn't it? Um, no offence, Gus. Uh, a Yorkshireman Daily Grind says, uh, keep an eye on your... Oh, because I'm at the heart of the thing. So keep an eye on your potassium levels for the old ticker. Causes palpitations. Love the shared office. P.S. If you use an Apple Mac, it has a built-in screen recorder. So see above answer on that one. The blood pressure seems to normalise a little bit now. I'm on the pills. Still could be lower. I think I'm going to have to lose some weight. I think it's time to stop eating. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit too... Well, a little bit too heavy. I'm too heavy. And it's causing pressure, so that might be number two. What joy! What joy in the life of a stressful shipper. What, what, on the plus side of things, when you get to the end of the day, can't have a beer. <laughs> can't have, should we get a Chinese? No, let's have some rice crackers. Um, Wayne Rawlings says, it's better than the alternative, isn't it? Um, all you need after all the urations you're going to make in the shed off is a shed that looks like it won't collapse like a house of cards. <laughs> yeah. Um... It looks like it's unstable, but it's not. It's been there for 20 years. But we've double, we've double done the roof because my father used to be a roofer and because it was a kid's one. We had the roof that came with it and then plus a super-duper roof on it. And because it's got all the green stuff, bits of, piece of, bits of wood have sort of cracked a bit. They could need replacing. But it's waterproof. Sure, that the window bit, it's waterproof. It's fine. It's not ideal. Don't get me wrong. It's not brand new, pristine, clean. But it'll do. It'll do till the next thing comes along. Um... Christopher Turner says you need a router for your Ethernet cable. And Stan Sitchie says if you get Wi Fi, if your Wi Fi get a TP Link deco plus an Ethernet cable in, configure the network on the mobile app and voila. I found the easiest thing to do because the whole place is wired up with skyboxes. And the skyboxes work, you know, the mini boxes go all around the house because the house, although, they, you know what they say? They say, get this, and it's got a range of 200,000 metres, and you can pick this up in France, and then you get it, and you walk two metres away, and it goes, boom, drops off. So they actually had to hardwire a connection around the outside of the house. To, so that we just so we could get TV in the bedrooms. So what I've also done is I've got my mate Spokesy in, and he's hardwired a connection all the way around the outside of the house to the shed office, and put power in. So we've now got power, we've got Ethernet, I've got another one of those little boxes, and then it kind of does this mesh network, which also means when I've been wandering out into the garden before, I've lost signal because I'd wander out in the garden because I don't want to make long phone calls in here because I'm disturbing people, and they go, I can't hear. Now I've kind of got internet all around the property. So if I decided to sit and work in the, um, in, in, in the polytunnel, in the greenhouse, in mesh, I could. So it's getting there. It's just getting there. It's one step at a time. You know, um, um, Andy Rawlings says, don't forget the tea and coffee. It's, it's an interesting thought, but it's not far to walk into the kitchen. The only problem is when you walk in the kitchen, you've got to make everybody else one. So it's a thought. Maybe a little microwave. Maybe a little gas stove. Maybe, probably not. Bearing in mind the thing's made of wood. It's a tinderbox. Um... Uh, Petri Marincu says, Hi sir, I can donate a very comfy office chair to the shipping shed. 
That would be very kind of you, Petra, if you ever happen to be in the Dunstable Eaton Bray area, I'll quite happily come and meet you and grab it. Otherwise, if I've got to actually send a van to get it, chances are it's probably going to cost me more money to send a van in to get it than it would cost me to actually buy something locally and go and grab it myself, like, you know. So, um, but, yeah, if you have in the area, always up for a free chair. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Um, Motto 3870 says, looks like your shed office needs... We'll need insulation and heating in the winter, or you'll have to beg wifey and child for the space back in the house. They're not unreasonable. If it's really cold, if it's snowing, if it's minus one, oh, then I'm going to go and so say I'm going to work in the office. They'll say, no, you're not. You have to stay here. It's freezing. Don't go out there. But right now, it's just an extra space where I can go. I can still do my stuff in here in the morning before they wake up. I can still do my stuff in here in the evening, what I have to do in here. It's just for like a couple of hours in the afternoon when... I'm trying to look for jobs for the next day and making sure that everybody comes out okay. And, you know, you get the old phone call. It's somewhere to go. And I'm in the garden. So while I'm out there, have a little play around. You know, I've got, you know, say I've got the polytunnel. I've got the, I'm sure the beds will need doing. Who knows? You know, it's not, not, not a terrible. I start at seven and then by about two o'clock I'm on half speed. Hmm. We will see. Um, Wayne Rawlings says, <laughs> yeah, he said, oh, yeah, finally from Wayne Rawlings. If you call it the shipping shed and the weather turns bad, you can give us the shipping forecast. Shipping forecast, I like that because I'm a shipper now and I'm not sure how things are going forward. So might do a bunch of videos, you know, which we all call the shipping forecast. The forecast of Pete's future. I have seen the future and it is bleak. <laughs> might not be. You never know. I haven't really seen it. Uh, right. Now, we did the one also this week on... This was this week's video. This was um, Brian Webb's one, which was My Way or No Way. And he said, I, in basically what he says in transport, I know what my costs are. I've set my prices. I've told people these are my prices. If they want me, they pay it. If they want to pay less, they go somewhere else. And I thought, well, how does that actually sort of like translate into being on CX? Because it's all very well and good and saying these are my prices. But then if you sit there all day, every day, getting no jobs then you sooner or later, you know, you sort of, you don't get to eat, do you? So it's a bit more complicated than that. Leach, he says, I think when you first start off on the CX, you have to be flexible. Otherwise, you wouldn't get any work. But now I'm on my second year. I'm starting to know what I'm worth. I've got 100% excellent feedback. A few shippers will now phone me direct and ask for a price. Sometimes we'll have to go cheaper, but in general, I stick to my price. Yeah, I found that. I also found sometimes that with certain shippers would pay more than what my price was. And what I would then do is I would turn around and go, look, you guys are always very generous. What, what, what do you want to pay? Or what, what have you got on the job? And, and eight times out of ten, they'd hit me with a price. And I'd go, yeah, lovely, send it through. Thinking I would have actually put a bid in 20, 30 quid less than that. Alternatively, sometimes it was a little bit low and I'd go, oh, is there any chance you can squeeze it up a bit? But, um, yeah, no, absolutely, definitely, I found that. Shane Hardy says, evaluate the situation, then follow Brian's rule of thumb. Um, Freddie Fletcher, Limited Courier, says, a few weeks back, he said, I was getting quotes of £4.60 a mile for an 18 ton out of Manchester. Again, I have found, as a shipper, videos that we will definitely have to try to get into. I might try and do something a day if I get a chance. Um, it's sort of like, you will have... The large middle band of what is effectively the right quotes. So say, for example, you get in seven quotes. Five of them on a Luton van will be round about 
the pound to 150 mark, one of them will be 50p, and you're like, oh, I don't know about that one, and one of them will be a fiver. And you're like, mate, you're driving a Luton van. You're not driving an Arctic. What are you thinking? That seems to be the way that there seems to be... If I do get quotes, and I've got to be honest with you, some of the times I'm posting jobs and I'm, wait, we had that one the other day. We booked it to a vehicle, they sent in a wrong size vehicle, so then we had to rebook it. I needed uh, an eight, a seven and a half ton with, it needed, it kind of said it needed a seven metre bed, but only really needed a six metre bed. Um, so you really, so because it's a seven and a half ton, needs seven metre bed. You're talking 18 ton, because most seven and a half tons have only got six metre beds. I waited an hour an hour and a half before one bid came in. And then it kind of came in slightly over the money, but that was fine because we booked it, like, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, absolutely crazy. You know, and the, the truth of the matter is, if your customer is desperate to move that stuff, if your customer says, I have got 14 pallets and they have got to be in Amazon by 6 o'clock tonight, Otherwise, I'm going to face massive charges for being late delivery or something like that. I don't know how Amazon works. I'm making it up as I go along. And then you come and you say, well, look, I can do it, but it's going to cost you half as much again. And they're going to say, look, I'd rather pay that. I'd rather pay that and get a lorry in and know that my goods are going to go in than face the, the or, or, you know, or the, the stuff has got to be on site because it's for an installation for like the NEC that, um, it's happening tomorrow, and if I don't get the goods there now, the, the whole thing falls to pieces. The whole thing, you know, so sometimes it is worth putting in a silly bid um, in the hope that you get lucky. On the whole, I don't tend to. But again, look, look, look at what's in the area, look at what bids are there. Think to yourself, I want to go a bit higher on that one. But then, of course, you run the risk that someone else is there, you might lose it. So. Uh, Neptune Courier says, Read the race to the bottom. He said, I'm in three years now, and I hear more often now, you are not the cheapest, but we want, we want you as your feedback is perfect. If you build it, they will come. I have one this week from my mate Pete. And I had a try. I, I, I messed up, because I've been doing my other secret project, which will be all coming clear in time. And, um, yeah, that's the end of the year, that one. Um, so I ended up booking him, picking up in Biggleswade, coming back to Dunstable. And it was super drunk. I didn't know it was super drunk, but it was super drunk. You know you're in there for two hours. And um, I thought, well, the last place you actually want to be in the middle of the day is, is, is Dunstable. Because then wherever you send him, he's going to go out as Debar's coming back. So you really want one going out and one coming back. But I wasn't thinking. I was kind of on the um, secret project. And um, then I got one from my mate Pete, and it's picking up from a place that I know, and I know they load you quickly. It was two minutes away from Superdrug. Literally pull out, hit the roundabout, hit Cosgrove Estate, on the corner, bosh, straight in. And um, I put my bed in, and he went, oh, yeah, that's kind of about right. He went, oh. He said, we just had one come in. I put my bed in 200 quid. He said, we just had one coming at 180, 160. Oh, God, I can't send him out for 160, mate. Um, he said, all right, well, let's just see what happens. Five minutes later, he rings me back. He says, um, yeah, the customer's given us the go-ahead. So meet me in the middle, 180. See what I mean? So I wasn't the cheapest bid. He could have got it off for of 160, but he prefers to use us. 
because for the sake of 20 quid, he's going with someone he knows he can talk to, he knows he's going with a reliable firm, he knows that the job's going to get done, it's going to get picked up in time, it's going to get there in time, because we don't co-load, we don't overquote, I know how, and if something does go wrong, I'm straight on the blower, and also, potentially, I've got to say, I can't get that lorry in, but I've got another one that's clearing soon, I can be in there, so I can, I can sort of mop up my own mess, like, you know, so yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying there, in the fact that... Um, yeah, it, sometimes they won't use you. This is Neptune's our man in Scotland. They won't use necessarily use you, put you for being the cheapest. Sometimes they'll put you because they, they, they know and trust you. And that is a lot of it, to be honest with you. Car Garage UK says, um, he said, I'm answering the question on can you bid lower. But he said, when answering, I'm answering the question on can you bid lower, I said, bid is for reasons my way to collect and deliver destiny. Car Garage UK I have absolutely no idea what that means, but thanks very much for commenting anyway. <laughs> if you'd like to elucidate a little bit, <laughs> I thought I'd write it in there. I've read it five times. I'm going, what? Thanks anyway, mate. Um, domain name guy says, I had a similar scenario when I used to be an agency driver. It's difficult to get a good agency driver past 9am, and those that are available after 9am can be fussy because they're accepting work that could be a long day, which would mean you get a good day's work um, which means that they can't get good work at 5am the following day because they'll finish too late on their nine-hour break, which is true. So if you started at 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, you might not finish till 10 o'clock at night, which means then you can't work until 7 o'clock the next morning, which means you can't get an early load. It's true, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, next day. So, yeah, basically, so, so they would charge more for a late start. So, yeah, again, you know, sort of, uh, if you want it, this is my price. If you don't want to pay it, I have a day off, or I might get half a day, and then I'll start again properly tomorrow. He also goes on to say that he's right. This is the domain I'm going forward in the um, the elucidation of uh, electric trucks and driverless vehicles. He said there will be a lot less work in the driving industry for curious. As all these big high street shops are, close, are closing hundreds of stores from town to town, don't have the usual banks and stuff like that, we are facing the biggest recession in history. I believe we may well be facing the biggest recession in history. You know, we, our, our gas and electric has gone through the roof. Um, our mortgages now, they're, they're just, the, the mortgage prices are going crazy. Inflation is now starting to control, come down, which means eventually the interest rates should come down. If you keep increasing people's interest rates, they have to use all of their disposable income on their mortgage, and they haven't got any money for like other bits and pieces. Having said that, with the things like the closing down of the high street, I now believe that that will actually increase the courier thing. Whereas before, you'd have one truck going somewhere like, or a few massive trucks going into like a John Lewis distribution centre, and then one lorry that ships all the stuff from John Lewis distribution centre to their shop so that people in cars could come and collect it. Now what you have is like lots and lots and lots of vans going into that distribution centre because people no longer drive to John Lewis's to buy their stuff. I'm just using it as an example. Other stores are available. My mother-in-law shops there. It's her favourite hobby. She buys stuff one day and then she takes it back the next day. They take stuff back at Lewis's. They're good like that. Um, And then hundreds of vans going in to deliver all that stuff to everybody's house. So I do believe that with this kind of Amazon, buy on your phone, everything now gets delivered, your shopping comes to your house now, you want toilet rolls, you press a button on your phone, someone brings it. I actually think, if anything, the career industry is increasing, not decreasing. Thoughts? <laughs> sure, we'll discuss it next week. Uh, we got one on the wise guys this week as well. Um, Leachy says, got a question for the wise guys. 
What do you do if a shipper owes you money but their account has disappeared off the CX? I imagine in that case, there's a good chance they've gone bust. And if they've gone bust, hope that they don't owe you very much money. But I don't really know on that one, so if we can get back to him, I'm sure he would be very grateful. And this week we've got one on trucks as well. Uh, Robert Dean, Dean in, Robert Dean in the UK says, Pete, hope you're well. I'm in the middle of doing my CPC. I'm on a granddad, I'm on granddad's license, so no test. I'm a new subscriber to your channel and finding the information really useful. Thank you very much. He says, I'm going for 25 years in IT and have little knowledge of the haulage industry, but I'm learning fast. Yeah, that's me. That was me all over, except for the IT bit. I was a market trader. I booked to do my class two and then my class one. I'm looking to apply for O licenses and then set up and go 18 tons, one, maybe two trucks. Biggest leap into the unknown, but I'm determined to make it work. Quick questions. What's the best way of finding a yard and when you, they don't seem to put a truck for the, well, they don't seem to be advertised. Um, if you were looking again now to find one close to home, they, yeah, they don't seem to be advertised. Yes, what he's saying is what's the best way to find a yard? The best way to find a yard near your home is to look around yards near your home um, and ask around. Uh, maybe you can do a local Google search, lorry parking in, say, you live in, I don't know, Northampton, lorry parking in Northampton. Drive around, see where lorries are being parked in Northampton, talk to people, go into a yard and go, I don't suppose you've actually got a space yet. The other people to speak to are lorry mechanics. Because sometimes if they've got um, a yard where, well, that's what it used to be for me back in the day before I got the one up the road. Whereas the people that actually looked after my truck had a spare space so I could park there. So I pay you, you pay for it. Obviously, you pay for everything, like you know, for when you're running lorries, you pay for everything through the nose. But that would be what I would do. I would ask around, ask around locally, drive around a few yards. You might walk into one and they go, No, no, we haven't got any spaces, mate. But I think Brian down the road or, or, or the farmer across the road, I think you, you know, you can park it there as long as you can get like, you know, as long as you can get an advert or something like that. But yeah, that's the way I would go about it. That and the Google and the internet and just war of attrition. And as for the lorries, yeah, go for it. One step at a time. Journey of a million miles, one step at a time. Miscellaneous today. Um, Leachy says, each job I do, the customer signs a POD on my phone once they, once they receive the item. I then complete the invoice with a POD and send it straight away to the customer. The customer can easily send all the information to his customer, providing the job has been completed and signed for. It seems like some shippers try to make it awkward for, the, for us drivers to do with the PODs. Um, and Nick also says, PODs in the post is just a delaying tactic when they can print it off two minutes after the job's complete. Yes and no. Uh, we now email all our PODs, exactly what you do. What I do is, once the job's completed, I check that the driver's done the POD, which I can see on the CX diary, and then you just sort of create invoice and email it over. I do actually don't do it, I do it in zero. I don't actually do it on the CX system anymore. I don't know why. Um, but I can then, then I know that that job has got the appropriate POD, digital POD, attached to it. And it also, but then some of them do require PODs. I did have one the other day, and the guy says, you've got to send it. And he, but he was apologetic. He wasn't trying to go, well, I can't pay. Not paying, you haven't got the POD. He was like, he said, I know. He said, but we don't get paid until our customer's got the physical POD, the actual piece of paper. And he says, the most frustrating thing is, he said, what he said to me, the most frustrating thing is, they take it and they put it in a box. 
So it's not like, you know, wake up. He's, he's, he's as frustrated as we are that he has to provide a paper POD to his customer. But if the situation is sometimes, you know, like things like the Lidls and stuff like that, unless they've got the correct paperwork that actually says Lidls all over it and all that kind of stuff, they go, well, how do we know the goods are even there? We're not paying. And if they don't get paid, then you don't get paid. So it's just a matter of hearing. I've got to send a couple off this week. After a while, I believe, from working in the office, I'll get to know when I book jobs for people, which jobs... I can't do PODs for. I have to do hard copy send in post. I also will find out which jobs I can't run through the factoring company because some people say we do not deal with factoring companies. So I'll go, right, well, that one, I'm going to have to run that through our bank directly. Which, again, if you don't deal with factoring companies, guys, you do realise that less people are going to quote on your jobs. It's like, because it's a pain. Sending PODs through the post is a pain. Um, I can understand why you don't want to deal with factoring companies, but having to change the invoice details and then change them back again just for the sake of one job, you think, oh, I'll just book something else. I can't be bothered if there is something else. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, no, so it's it, it a delaying tactic. Sometimes if it's like two months and, and then you ring them saying, where's my money? And they go, oh, I haven't got the POD yet. Then you can go, oh, come on. If you really needed the paper POD, you would have phoned. If you had been paid by your customer, you would have been phoning me by now, going, where's the bit of paper? Because without the bit of paper, I can't get paid. So, um, Freddie Fletcher Courier Limited. Uh, do you post jobs on the CX and wait for quotes then the customer, or do you have prices that you sell your jobs for yourself on the CX? In our instance, with our customers, we have prices. So I have one customer who knows the kind of prices it's going to cost them. Um, uh, actually, it varies. I have, one, I have one customer who knows the price it's going to cost them. I will just book it anyway. He says, can I have a van? I'll just book it. Obviously, if for some reason, um, on a particular day, you ask for a van going you know, five miles around the corner and the only quotes I could get were for like £1,000, I'd have to ring him up and go, Dave, I can't get your van, mate. I can but it's so ludicrously expensive. I think you might have to find another way around this. Does it really have to go today? Um, we have one that whatever we, the job comes in at, we have an agreement that whatever we sell a job comes in at, we put our bit on top and that's what they pay. They're fine with that. And then I have another couple of customers who I do actually have to ring. So I, I am that guy going, can you hang on for five minutes? I'm just going to ring the customer. I'll come straight back to you. But I do try and get back to them within two minutes or five minutes. And I do get back to them either way. And nine times out of ten, the customer always just turns around and goes, yeah, that's fine. Because the prices that you get on the CX are not expensive. Mm. Right, there you go. Um, Addy, the real Sim Shady, says, um, do you know that, yeah, this is to do with the emissions thing. He says, do you know that the London Underground pumps out more emissions than, the car, than cars and there are a thousand people breathing in every day? Oh, I suppose so. But it's public transport, so therefore it must be environmentally friendly. Um, he also turns around and said, if you concentrate on yourself and do a proper job, you will feel back in theory and get um, jobs over the newbies because you put the hard work in. Exactly what Neptune Courier was saying. If you give it time and you get it right and you do a good job and you communicate with people, eventually you'll just get jobs anyway. It's, it takes a while. You've got to prod through it. But, you know, like, you know, journey for many miles, like I say. Oh, my God. Um, Stotty Box. I wonder if you're from the north. Stotties. We used to have Stotties when I used to live up there. They're kind of like this triangular shaped roll. Very nice. It's like a circular roll, but they cut it into four, and then you have a Stotty. Stotty cake. Um, oh, and Lidl. We've mentioned Lidl, didn't we? He said, I like Lidl. Usually no waiting around to be tipped. Uh, 
You're not going to queue waiting for a surly fork truck driver who can't be bothered to tip you. It's all indoors, it's dry, the truck is electric, you tip yourself in an hour, then wait for your paperwork. I'm usually booked in at 6am, but turn up at 5, it's quieter then. <coughs> yeah, that is one big advantage with being tipped in Lidl. It's the fact that once you're on a bay, it's down to you to get it off. So it's not like you're on a bay, they open up the shutter, and then they wander off, lean, lean on a pump truck and stare at a telephone for three quarters an hour. Now, I'm not saying that they do, but sometimes when we're sitting on a bay, guys, you just sit there going, what are they doing? Come on, what are they doing? I could have this off in five minutes. Admittedly, then, they've got to count every single sardine in the tin, like, you know. But, you yeah, know, I prefer to tip myself. I've said that all the time. I've, I've, I've always said when I go into distribution centres, mate, I've only got six pallets. I'll take it off myself if you like. I've got a tail lift. If you want to put me on a ramp, I'll do it. Sometimes they say yes, sometimes they no. More often they said no. And then, you know, get your phone out. <laughs> make some videos, which is what I used to do when I had time to make videos. Um, Daniel, Daniel Conlon says... He says, do you fancy partnering up for some Irish sea routes? Have long wheelbase company two, in the, two weeks in the UK. Mate, I'm not that big. I wish I was, but like I say, I've only got four customers of my own, um, and they don't tend to ship to Ireland. We've got our man in Ireland, John. John, hope you're still listening. Hope you're still doing well, mate. But, yeah, I'm just, if it ever comes to that stage, I'm more than happy going partnership with anybody. If it helps, you know, helps them, helps us, brilliant. But at the moment, it's most of the work comes off the CX, and it's just not... I'm, I'm not there yet. Maybe one day. Maybe. We'll see. Um, man with a van UK. He says, I've been doing oh, small removals. He says, I've been doing small removals for seven years now. I like the challenge. Small removals are a challenge. They're hard work. Dumping someone's wardrobe up three flights of stairs. It's just, it's hard work. It's so much easier. The bigger you get in haulage, the easier it gets. You know, when I was doing the van work, particularly Lutons, sometimes there would be, can you handball all this stuff on, on you know, all these sort of ducting, all these bits of metal onto your lorry. No, on, on trucks, it does tend to be, you know, on a Luton, I used to be happy if it was on pallets so I know I could get it off with a pump truck and a tail lift. Now in a lorry, if it comes in on pallets and it's pump truck and tail lift, you're going like, oh, not forks, not backed into a bay. A lot of the time, you don't even have to handle the stuff. You just have to drive it. Strap it and drive it. That's sort of, that's much easier. But yeah. And finally, in conclusion this week, my mate Nick, the urban trucker, he says, my God, Pete, he says, you've got more plants than the Eden Project. I've half expected to see David Bellamy make an appearance. Contemporary reference for the 18 to 25 year olds there. I think it's Chris Patton there. Um, yeah, that's the wife. She sort of buys plants. Thing is, they grow. It's interesting. You know, you buy these little plants and then two or three years later, they're touching the ceiling. And it's a high ceiling. I assume that when they get high enough, I'm going to have to ring you and go, can you come and take these, please? I can't fit them in anymore. But so that's it for another week. Like I say, I apologise for being late, guys. I'm still trying to get my hang on it, uh, guys and ladies. I just sort of, uh, but I will. Uh, I think I'll get this done. Get, maybe I get a few videos. I might, I might get Sunday afternoon off, <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. It's me learning, me working out how to take care and take one. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.